Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Welcome back to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. It is Thursday. It is the first day of July 2022. A friend of mine, we'll call him Wild Bill, he said something on social media that I think is worth repeating. Here we go. The folks who are getting the free stuff don't like the folks who are paying for the free stuff because the folks who are paying for the free stuff can no longer afford to pay for both the free stuff and their own stuff. And the folks who are paying for the free stuff want the free stuff to stop. And the folks who are getting the free stuff want even more free stuff on top of the free stuff they are already getting. Now, the people who are forcing the people who pay for the free stuff have told the people who are receiving the free stuff that the people who are paying for the free stuff are being mean and selfish for wanting to stop paying for the free stuff. Got it? So... The people who are getting the free stuff have been convinced that they need to hate the people who are paying for the free stuff by the people who are forcing some people to pay for the free stuff and giving the free stuff to the people who get the free stuff for free in the first place. We've let the free stuff giving go on for so long that there are now more people getting free stuff than are paying for the free stuff. So understand this. All great democracies have committed financial suicide somewhere between 200 and 250 years after being founded. We're currently at year 240-something, I believe. The reason for this is the voters figured out that they could vote themselves money from the Treasury by electing people who promised to give them money from the Treasury in exchange for electing them. The United States officially became a republic in 1776 just about 246 years ago. And the people now getting free stuff outnumber the people paying for the free stuff. Failure to change that spells the end of the United States of America as we know it. Just remember, a nation of sheep breeds a government of wolves. Elections have consequences. The next election cycle is November of this year. The next presidential election is in 2024. Very well put. I'm sure he copied it and posted it, but it is rooted in reality and fact. And we are on a trajectory where there are less and less people paying for the stuff and more and more people taking the free stuff. And sooner or later, that spells financial disaster. I hate a thief. I hate a crook, a criminal, a thug. Someone who thinks it is better for themselves to take from others than to simply go out and work for a living. If you are a member of the vintage Volkswagen community, if you give a damn at all about American free enterprise, you might want to look at a story on YouTube called The J.B. Bugs Story. The tale of how a convicted con man used social media to make millions of dollars scamming people who thought they were buying a vintage Volkswagen. There's an individual out there who has been using aliases and renting small shops claiming to be a Volkswagen expert, and he will take your vintage Volkswagen in and claim that it will take about three months to do a complete 
refurbishment of that vehicle. He goes by multiple names, John Bragg, John Good, and he has a female accomplice as well. Very worthwhile for you to watch because he may not just be doing this scam trick on Volkswagen owners, but indeed vintage automobiles throughout the country. He'll take your car in, tell you it's going to take X number of dollars to restore it, to refurbish it, and then he starts selling the parts off of your car to other people online under various names, through various social media outlets. And months later, when you go to check on your car, he's gone. What little bit might be left of your car is sitting in a yard in a vacant repair shop because he also didn't pay the rent or the lease money on the shops that he has throughout the country. Very interesting. The J.B. Bugs story on YouTube. Check it out. Okay, enough about that little indulgement. Thank goodness I haven't been ripped off by this individual yet, but I don't plan on doing any business with companies that I can't get stellar reviews from. Biden nominated an anti-abortion judge and then turns right around, bashes the Supreme Court for their decision on Roe v. Wade, and then asks Congress to do an end-around to codify those Roe v. Wade rights to murder babies. Just a few days after the Supreme Court rightfully overturned Roe v. Wade, eliminating the long-held, fictitious constitutional right to abortion, President Gropey Joe Biden has struck a handshake deal to nominate an anti-abortion lawyer to a lifetime federal judgeship in Kentucky. This has the so-called pro-baby murder, pro-choice crowd up in arms. Well, can't count on Joe Biden to do anything right, but this could be a win for the pro-life movement. Good for you on this one instance, Gropey Joe. So Gropey Joe Biden is supposed to be heading overseas to the Middle East to meet to those people with the towels upon their heads. He said on Thursday, though, he will not ask Saudi Arabia individually to increase its oil production, but he will ask OPEC in general, please send more oil. My economic policies have destroyed America, and I want desperately to be reelected if I'm still alive. Oh, this guy, I'm telling you. Biden's so-called call for a gas holiday, a gas tax holiday to ease inflation-fueled sticker shock is just more pandering. Summertime is a beautiful time for travel throughout the United States, especially places like Michigan. After what feels like seven months or more of winter, the fleeting warmer months are treasured by those Michiganders who like to drive through the Midwest states to flock to the pristine lake shores, the dunes, and the forests. And the 4th of July holiday is typically one of the busiest summer weekends in the state of Michigan. This year, however, there will not be as many road trips up north or people traveling as far as they had hoped to because filling up the gas tank this year under Joe Biden's mishandling of the economy is more than just a small investment. It is a major purchase. Michigan gas prices are averaging above $5 a gallon, above the national average, Airline tickets are sky high, and a recent survey of July 4th travel plans highlight that more than half of Americans say gasoline prices will impact negatively this year's planned holiday travel. 
Inflation remains at a 40-year high with no indication of any signs of relief in the near future. So what does Joe Biden have in mind? Instead of doing what I suggested a year and a half ago, allow the Keystone Pipeline to be completed, allow for drilling on federal lands and waters, making those leases available, Joe Biden wants to insult the American people by a several months tax holiday on gasoline purchases, which will amount to a whopping 18 cents a gallon. Many cities in Michigan, like Detroit, have seen gasoline prices at 5.19 or more. So an 18 cent a gallon gas tax break will still have their gasoline prices at 5.01 a gallon. Not much help from the White House. Even Biden's fellow Democrat leaders in Congress don't seem keen on the idea of a gas tax holiday. Presidential candidate Barack Hussein Obama called in 2008 the notion of a gas tax holiday a, quote, gimmick to win votes. And that is indeed what his understudy, sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, mopey, dopey, little girl gropey Joe Biden has in mind. A gimmick. A relatively minor temporary gasoline tax cut on the consumer side might seem to be helpful, but it only just distracts from the reality of our supply-side woes and all of the actions taken by Joe Biden to destroy fossil fuel as he pledged to do while he was pandering to the far-left extremist radical climate change nuts during the campaign and as he proved he wanted to do on day one of his administration when he placed his feeble fingers upon the Holy Bible. And as I say all the time, it's a wonder that he didn't burst into flames at that moment when he swore to protect and defend the Constitution and the American people. Basically, a gas tax holiday is harmful. Harmful to the infrastructure, the repair of said infrastructure, and it's basically borrowing more money and costing the American people, not only in having to kick the can further down the road from a standpoint of deficit and debt, but it is causing inflation at multiple levels. Biden's new Title IX rules are doubling down on bad ideas, according to Paul DeQuinoy. Last week, the Biden administration unveiled a proposal to reform Title IX regulations the U.S. federal rules adopted back in 1972 to guarantee equal gender between the two genders, male and female, on college facilities such as sports programs. In 2011, the gropey Joe Biden, Barack Hussein Obama administration vastly expanded their own purview to include all suspected incidences of gender-based discrimination in academic environments, including supposed fake cases of sexual harassment. At that time, gropey Joe Biden was the vice president, and he was given the task of elaborating the administration's position while the policy itself was developed under the Biden administration. Notoriously, the Obama-era Title IX guidance created what amounted to kangaroo courts in which respondents had limited access to evidence, no right to cross-examination, to hearings, or even legal counsel. University administrators were empowered to assign guilt based on their presumption of a preponderance of the evidence as a standard, rather than the more clear and convincing evidence standards used in our actual criminal justice system. 
This guidance also promoted a single investigator model which allows a university bureaucrat with few or no qualifications to serve as detective, prosecutor, judge, jury, and executioner, empowered to make life-altering decisions. No appeal process was included. Training materials for investigators rarely disclosed and usually provided by unidentified experts from shady consulting firms recommended bias against respondents, always male, and a automatic presumption of guilt. Propaganda around the issue falsely claimed that women never lie about sexual harassment, and they implausibly held that American colleges have higher sexual assault rates than inner-city Detroit. Unsurprisingly, many schools reported adverse findings in 75% of the Title IX cases. The bottom line is, my friends, this current administration, with its new rules which weigh in at over 700 pages, set investigative procedures back to the dark days, the dark ages. They now expand the definition of gender to include all the wacky freaks of human nature who think, falsely, because medicine and science has proven that there are only two genders, that now, if you call a guy a faggot or a girl a dyke, you are somehow committing sexual harassment? Come now, my friends. Are we really going to continue down this road? If the Biden's new rules stand, the next president, if he's a Republican, will surely repeal them. Certainly, any Democratic successor will then almost assuredly restore them. Rather than play the dismal game, Republicans might reasonably decide to just go ahead and repeal Title IX altogether and get those creepy university administrators out of people's private lives permanently. There are many ways to ensure equal gender access to college facilities without empowering woke zealots to ruin lives, educations, and careers. And while they're at it, let's just go ahead and eliminate the U.S. Department of Education along with its 4,400 swamp-dwelling employees and their wasteful $68 billion with a B dollar budget. This woke politics is killing America. And Biden is at the lead. The Atlantic's Ron Braustein writes, Is Biden a man out of time? The White House's response to last week's Supreme Court Roe v. Wade decision? And Biden with his lack of any energy whatsoever, is showing to be a man who is out of his own element and out of his own time. He is weak and he is feeble, and according to election central politics, he is an embarrassing excuse of a president as his approval rating has dipped to record low levels in every polling organization's data. We spoke about that on the last Truth Hurts program episode. But Biden is scared to death now even of the press which used to back him. He hastily ended a press conference on Thursday, turning his back on reporters in an insulting fashion. As the reporters shouted questions to the president, he turned his back on them very disrespectfully and shouted, I'm out of here. What a weak individual. He actually answered several questions from a predetermined approved list of reporters during the press conference in Madrid, Spain after the NATO summit before he said, all right, guys, all right, guys. He tried to wrap things up, but multiple reporters still wanted to ask questions. You know, people in the crowd that weren't on the approved list. He says, there's no such thing as a quick one, Biden said, as he turned his back on the numerous reporters who had their hands raised and said, I'm out of here. Now, you think I'm kidding? This disrespectful, piss-poor excuse of a president? If you care if the polling data is correct, 
and you think this decision by the court was an outrage or a significant mistake, vote. Show up and vote. Vote in the off year and vote, vote, vote. That's how we'll change it. All right, guys. I'm, no, there's no such thing as a quick one. I'm out of here. Thank you all very much. He used, he actually had the audacity to use the Madrid summit, the NATO summit, to push his view about the Supreme Court's decision versus Roe v. Wade, and then refused to answer questions from the media. This guy runs the risk of looking more and more out of touch each and every time he stands up. His latest comments on gas prices risk creating the perception that he is out of touch even further than we know he is. With the economic pain felt by voters across the country and undermining support for all of his policies, especially those in the Ukraine, as people are asking the question, if we have 40-something billion dollars to give to the Ukraine, you know, one dictatorship fighting Russia, another dictatorship, then why don't we get a tax break? Consumers are paying $5 per gallon on average, over $7 and $8 a gallon in many parts of the country. Now, Biden will try and blame this on Russian energy products being banned by the U.S., but if you look at the very minuscule small percentage of Russian gas and oil ever imported to the U.S., it really truly is a lie of the Biden administration to blame that on Russia, Russia, Russia. He was pressed repeatedly during a Thursday press conference about his sanctions strategy. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay the premium for the Ukraine war? Is what people were asking our president. Even though most of the reporters know it's not the Ukraine war, it is Biden's domestic energy policies that are costing them at the pumps. But the reporters still had to, in order to appease the president and coax an answer out of him, slip in the line about the Ukraine war. Biden said, and I quote, as long as it takes so Russia cannot in fact defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine, this is a critical, critical position for the world. I think there's a lot of things we can do and we will do, but the bottom line is ultimately, not ultimately, he said ultimately, the reason why gas prices are up is because of Russia, 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 unquote. In other words, you're going to have to pay these high gas prices until the world realizes that America shouldn't be involved in Russia, a dictatorship, dealing with Ukraine, a de facto dictatorship, in which Volodymyr Zelensky, who was once hailed as a hero, as a democratic-type president, has now suspended all opposing political parties, made them illegal, Imagine tomorrow if Biden got on the podium and said, being a Republican is illegal. Being an independent is illegal. You must be a progressive liberal woke Democrat or you will do jail time. That's what Volodymyr Zelensky has done in the Ukraine. And to make matters worse, he took over all of the radio, television, internet, and press. You cannot print, speak, say, demonstrate, do anything in that country against Zelensky or you will be jailed. The economy and inflation, specifically prices at the pump, consistently poll in America as the top issues for all voters ahead of the midterm elections. 
Democrats, Republicans, and independents alike think Biden has miscalculated the willingness of our public to continue personally paying for a war in Europe that should not be any of our business at all. The United States, obviously, as a people, as a democratic republic, as a political machine, has obviously not learned from our mistakes in Korea, in Vietnam, even in Afghanistan. Joe Biden doesn't give a rip that families can't afford gas prices. That is the top issue on the mind of voters everywhere, yet Biden and the Democrats have taken steps to make the issue worse. That was the message from Republican National Committee spokesman Nate Brand. Worse yet, Brand says, Biden doesn't want to fix the rising gas prices because this is part of his incredible transition to do what he said he would do in the election cycle, end fossil fuels. That's what he's doing. One senior Democratic official previously told the Washington Examiner on condition of anonymity, most people aren't tuned in to the everyday happenings in D.C., but they are understandably tuned in to what's happening in their real world lives. We're talking about how everybody who wants a job can get a job right now? No, they can't. We're talking about the American people who are frustrated. I don't think anybody's denying with gas prices, with inflation. Here's the deal, folks. Your president, Gropey Joe Biden, along with Democratic officials, have told us they want prices lower, but they're doing everything to keep prices from going lower. And Biden thinks we're foolish enough to believe his lies of blaming the price hikes as he said, quote, Russia, 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 trying in vain to blame Vladimir Putin for all of Joe Biden's mishandled economic dealings in the U.S., Biden altered his messaging on gas prices in the middle of June instead of attacking his critics and started just blaming Russia. He stopped blaming the oil companies because he needs them. Biden said at one point, quote, The American people understood. The American people rose to the moment. The American people did what they always have done. Demand freedom around the world. They chose to stand with the people of Ukraine. So for all those Republicans in Congress criticizing me today for high gas prices in America, are you now saying we were wrong to support Ukraine? Are you saying we were wrong to stand up to Putin? Are you saying we would rather have lower gas prices in America and Putin's iron fist in Europe? I don't believe that. You don't have to believe that, Biden. It was a lie. High gas prices have nothing to do with Vladimir Putin and everything to do with your war on fossil fuels in the United States. You yourself have said it on multiple occasions. And now he's going to go to Saudi Arabia where he publicly will not beg them to produce more oil. But privately, hopefully with no cameras and microphones rolling, he's going to be begging those with towels wrapped around their heads, please, oh please, send us more oil. Inflation is getting worse under Biden's administration by the second, by the minute, by the hour, by the day, by the week, and yes, by the month, which these things are gauged by. And Biden, as I said, claims inflation is lower than the U.S. than it is in other nations. But the real numbers do not tell that lie. Biden repeated that claim again Thursday. Inflation rates in the U.S. are lower than they are abroad. But the figures don't lie, even though the liar tries to figure. Right now, only the Netherlands, U.K., Spain, Brazil, Russia, Argentina and Turkey are experiencing faster increases in inflation than the United States. But the rest of the entire globe 
the entire world has lower inflation than the United States of America. As goes the United States, so goes the rest of the world, because we are the leading consumer nation. We used to be a producer nation. Donald Trump had us back on that trajectory. However, Joe Biden reversed that and ruined us. Earlier, I mentioned the, quote, liberal world order that Biden mentioned during his speech. So what is this liberal world order? President Joe Biden's advisor, Brian Deese, is facing a backlash online after answering questions on the fairness of high gas prices by highlighting the importance of the, quote, liberal world order, unquote. And a video clip of that moment has since gone viral. Mr. Deese was speaking to CNN's Victor Blackwell on Thursday. And if you didn't watch that, it's probably because no one watches CNN anymore anyway. Joe Biden made the speech at the NATO summit that same day. He was asked by a reporter, how long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay a premium for the war? Biden said, quote, as long as it takes. When asked a similar question about families being expected to pay $5 a gallon for months, if not years, that it's not sustainable, Deese replied, quote, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm. But at the same time, what I would say to that family and Americans across the country is you have a president and an administration that is going to do everything in its power to blunt those price increases and bring those prices down, unquote. So what is this liberal world order? I think Biden administration faced similar backlash when Biden previously used the term New World Order in a speech, and that sparked conspiracy theories. You might recall, way back in the day, the Liberal World Order and the New World Order are something the woke radical lefts, leftists rather, are doing to hurt our nation. Fox News contributor Sarah A. Carter tweeted, The liberal world order? We need to wake up and realize what we are really up against. Biden is nothing more than a puppet for the radical left. Republican communicator Matt Whitlock tweeted, Is Brian Deese a Republican plant? Because this is the easiest midterm ad content I've ever seen. He also tweeted, Great poll question. Are you comfortable paying the record high gas prices to protect the liberal world order? I'd be willing to bet that less than 20% say yes. The liberal world order, according to Morton Overby, the liberal world order established after World War II simply means countries follow a rules-based international order and don't get to invade neighboring countries, break international law, or commit war crimes. A strange thing to be against, in my humble opinion. But there are different kinds of people who get offended by the liberal world order. Number one, fascists and Putin fans who hate pluralism and democracy, two, leftists with mostly valid critiques of neoliberalism, and three, dumb conspiracy-addled MAGAs who have no idea what liberal world order actually means. I'll break it down for you, my friends, as we're running out of time. The liberal world order is a world order that seeks to weaken the masses, first by pitting them against one another, rich versus poor, black versus white, Democrat versus Republican, conservative versus liberal. It seeks to then vilify, demonize, and castigate conservatives, calling them racists and bigots and homophobes, and claiming that they are greedy and selfish because they don't deserve to keep the things they worked so hard to earn, and that they should simply do as Barack Hussein Obama said, 
spread the wealth around. And that anyone who argues that spreading the wealth around is a bad thing and keeping your own hard-earned things is a good thing, you are anti-liberal world order. And they rally governments and militaries and police agencies to start rounding up, disarming, and silencing anyone who wishes to speak out against their liberal new world order agenda. It is happening in the Ukraine right now. Volodymyr Zelensky has silenced his opponents. He has silenced the media. He has to approve every word that comes out. And yet, he has tricked and fooled the Biden liberal leftists into sending him billions upon billions upon billions of your hard-earned tax dollars. And guess what? Those who don't pay taxes, those Democrats, those leftists who found a way to game the system and get lots of things for nothing at the expense of hardworking conservatives, they don't care just as long as they keep getting their free stuff. Thank you to all of our contributors to the Truth Hurts program today, including Wild Bill from Pensacola. What you posted said a mouthful. I hope everyone has a great Independence Day weekend. Go out there and try to make the best of it. We'll see you on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. Bye-bye for now. This is the Truth Hurts program, copyright 2022, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. Thanks to Jason Shaw and Audionautics for the background music. And thanks to you for listening. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing.